This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Tom Gibbis, the voice of Shikamaru Nara from Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. And it's not a drag. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from. And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beat the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Welcome back to the Journal of My Life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah, back on Father's Day, and yes, back on Juneteenth. This is June 19th. We're splitting two holidays, which is absolutely insane in my opinion. Um, It's a holiday that was created versus history, and in my case, I'm celebrating history. Um, Shout out to all the fathers out there, but... We need to seriously move this to another day because <laughs> this day was just created. Whereas, you know, you, the history was made in this day. So that, to me, history takes precedence of this. And, and what a day of history this is, because this was the official day of emancipation uh, for all of our ancestors, my ancestors, at least. That was absolutely free. Completely. So, you know. This is celebrating Juneteenth, and we're proudly celebrating Juneteenth on this day. History should never be forgotten nor hidden. With that said, we got a great show for you. We're going to be talking about all the news that is going on. Well, not all the news, because actually there really hasn't been that much news this week, and the news that is around is pretty big. So we're going to talk about that. Um, But this is probably going to be a shorter episode for two reasons. One, I did watch all three of these shows, the big shows that came out this week, but I'm going to be pressed to talk about them because I got a lot going on. So this episode can't be too long, but I will say I loved the episode of Miss um, Marvel and the development that was going on with her um, grandmother that has appeared out of nowhere. I love the episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi where we got to finally learn more about 
the development of uh, the Inquisitor and where she actually came from. That was a huge development there. We also got to see a lot of great flashbacks with um, with Anakin and such like that. And, you know, it was awesome. It was pretty awesome. The boys also was pretty awesome, too. You know, some crazy, crazy things came back. Um, Butcher is going on a path. Huey's going on a path of no return. And Star um, Starlight is very concerned and rightfully so. So we got a lot of things going on with this entire, well, all three of these series, but we'll get back to that in another time. But this episode and our talk topic, we will talk about Lightyear, the new Buzz Lightyear movie that Pixar made. And there's a lot to be said about this because Disney doubled down on some things that they stood for. And uh, we're going to talk about that as well as how great the movie was um, in terms of like this version of Buzz Lightyear to that of the Toy Story version. And uh, this is going to be interesting to talk about. So stay tuned for that. But for now, we got some very interesting news to talk about. So let's not waste any time. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. All right, so to start off, we got the latest news on Ezra Miller, and it is official. He will not be involved in future plans with DC Films nor Warner Brothers at this, as of now. Uh, according to Deadline and following all of the allegations held against the former Flash star, it has been reported that the studio would no longer include the actor in future DC projects after the Flash, which still has not been decided as to whether the Flash will come out due to all of the, uh, the huge allegations that has come out against him. Um, I mean, it's... it's the, the, the recent one is just you can't go back from that. They were going to try with the other two and they were I'm sure they were struggling with that one because that is just like if that one continued, they would have just kept on going with that. But this recent one, you can't get back from <laughs> this is a big no. So reports have also said that Miller is facing legal issues in Hawaii, Massachusetts and North Dakota due to his issues of disorderly conduct and recently accused of grooming a minor who was 12 years old, now 18 years old. Miller, who identifies as non-binary, has uh, suddenly deleted and disappeared from their Instagram account. So that's not a good sign. That is absolutely not a good sign for anything. And I, this is again, the, these, all of these signs that I'm seeing that his action based on his actions, I've seen before rather from other celebrities or people in within my inner circle that were had similar situations that go on. It, it happens like him disappearing from social media, no matter what social media platform it is, that is a bad sign. That is a really, really, really bad sign. I know somebody who did the exact same thing when they were accused of very similar situations and they hid from social media for about three months until things started trickling down and staying quiet. And 
this is a pattern man this is a bad pattern on his behalf so it's not looking good for him at all and the idea that dc films dc comics and warner brothers decided to not work with him after the flash can mean something very interesting here it's not just that they made a decision to do to just get rid of him because they had to think long and hard and they had to investigate the situation because if they made the wrong decision they could be facing some serious issues they could be facing some legal issues on behalf of ezra if he was proven you know to be innocent in the claims they had to have found something to make this decision that's what all i'm saying because the one of big mis fan misconception that happens is like they easy they easily make these decisions just like that without any repercussions no there are repercussions if you fire somebody under false pretenses if you don't do your due diligence and research and investigating things you could face a huge lawsuit and a defamation of character lawsuit it, it it's just a bad move guys remember what happened with uh james gunn in marvel you know i mean it, it wasn't nearly to this degree but making those quick decisions is not a good thing but now granted that situation was different from this and they actually resolved that situation after a while because they did but this is a little more of a legal matter this is a bigger legal legal matter than any of that you're accusing somebody or you're suspecting that somebody's involved in a sexual misconduct situation with a minor you better get your damn uh facts straight in your like somebody asked in our acmg facebook group they wanted to know um what exactly does these terms mean like let me let me see if i can go in there because i don't think people understand i think when people think that our decisions are made that they're just quickly made decisions saying like okay they're getting accused of these things we're gonna fire somebody no they can't it's not that easy it's not that simple and i had to explain to to said person in our acmg facebook group and he was like marvel would have been got this person it would have been gotten this guy out of there i'm like true but not without further investigation they can't risk lawsuit by jumping the gun so quickly no pun intended these things take time but this decision definitely says that they found something and they decided to let him go and he went on to say I always wonder what enough is and my reply to that basically is you know and i told him i can tell you from basically my experience and this is absolutely true and this is what i had to do because the person involved and the person i was connected with was accused of the same situation the bad part is i know the person that was mentioned and it was accusing him of it so and this person i was partnering with to work on certain promotional matters within the ACMG brand and other things. So I can tell you from my experience of covering a, this similar situation that quote unquote enough means to have claims, evidence, timestamps, documents, email transcripts, testimonials, alibis, or witnesses that confirms an allegation. If there is a collection of those items, 
and they all connect in some form, it could be enough to warrant a decision like the one DC Films and uh, Warner Brothers made. Like them, I found a lot of things that led up to my decision and other people's decision to part ways with said person because we didn't want our brands to be in, uh, you know, affected by the actions of this person and what they did. And, you know, from a moral, from a morals and ethical standpoint, you can't stand by that. So when you guys are like really seeing things like this going on, know that there is a due diligence that is going on in there. You know, I also had a recent this morning, a conversation with somebody else who I have reason to believe he's clouding his understanding of the situation. He was comparing this, the Ezra Miller situation to the uh, Letitia Wright situation and saying that, like, if this was, you know, Letitia, you know, it's amazing how Letitia was almost fired just like that. Well, here's a here's a correction here. Letitia Wright was not fired. She was not even removed. Yes, they considered to remove her because of the vaccination situation, which is different. And it's a contrast from many ways. One, two different companies. Two, two different situations. And they got different policies and they got different situations. So you can't compare one business or company to the other. Two, her situation was based on the health and well-being of herself and others. And it was based on a mandate situation, which during that time, many people were dying from COVID of a serious situation. So you can't really base it on that. They made that decision and they decided to keep her and they decided to keep her cast it with the crew and she never really got taken away. So it's like, you can't really say anything because she never got fired. She was never relieved. And in fact, as far as we know, she may have gotten vaccinated already. That whole thing may have been resolved. This situation is far different, far, far different. And they had to do their due diligence. The legalities of this thing is big if they screw it up, you know, and it's like, it's not a rate. In, in some cases it is a race thing. In some cases it does involve right privilege. This is not, I don't believe that this is one of those cases. Letitia Wright which was, you know, fighting for what she was believing in. And they were thinking about this safety and well-being of everybody in the crew. And again, I will say she did not get released or fired from Disney or Marvel Studios. I will not stress it enough. This Ezra Miller situation is quietly different. And I, even furthermore, here's the, here's the situation. I don't know if you guys even keep track of the situation, but Steve Burton, who's a actor who is white from General Hospital, was immediately fired for not making the vaccine mandate, and he never got his job back. It's a matter of health and well-being. And I asked, I asked the person, I get it. Look, you can't tell me about white privilege and all stuff because I'm a, pro, a, a proponent of or a victim, or I guess whatever you could call it, of somebody who had experienced white privilege in some form or faction, and I had to fight through that. Nothing that I've done in what I'm doing now has been easy. Nothing that I've ever gotten was easily 
you know, given to me. Everything was from strategic planning. Everything was from networking, from reaching out, all that stuff. It was never given. I had to deal with the same issues as this brother had to do uh, to do as well. So for him to assume that I didn't understand white privilege, I'm, you know, deflecting white privilege. That's not the case. And that's what he did, which is totally wrong. It's a total misconception of that. And I asked him if you were giving the helm of an executive position or owning a business, what would you do? He deflected from that answer and just, you know, assumed that it just went to the bandwagon, the, the, yeah, the, the uh, realm of I'm an administrator. So no matter what, you know, he says, I'm going to combat it. No, that's totally wrong. It doesn't matter whether I'm an administrator of a Facebook group or not. It matters that I have a conversation with you and you should be mature enough to accept the idea that what you say may not be agreed upon. And then there may be questions upon what you're saying. Like you're mad because I'm questioning your logic and your assumptions. And yet furthermore, you never asked my question. You never answered the question, what would you do? So what can I say about that? This is the climate that we are right now where, you know, people don't understand the term Socrates cafe, that we can't have a particular conversation about, you know, talking about the situation with Ezra Miller or whether it was based on white privilege or anything. And I don't think he understand the, the details of the situation enough to really understand it. It's not a race thing. <laughs> like the whole race part is irrelevant in this case in Letitia Wright's case, in my opinion, which again, I will say they never fired her at all. She never was fired from the case. So his argument was not solid. It didn't hold enough merit, but nonetheless, this is the situation that's happening with Ezra Miller right now. It's not looking good. Um, he could be facing charges in the, in the coming months from this. Like this is far from over. They're going to be looking into those other, those, um, conduct, you know, allegations, they're, uh, those conduct situations that he was charged with in those three different places. They're going to look at this other situation with this person that they alleged he allegedly is grooming or has groomed. And if you guys remember seeing the video of this person, that didn't look good. That was not convincing at all in a public guy. That looks like I said last week, that looked very similar to that of the R. Kelly videos with his alleged groomed girlfriends. They did the exact same thing that this person did in, in there too. So it's, it's just not looking good at all in there. And now it's going to be crazy because like Ezra Miller is in a lot of the DC content. He was in Justice League. Um, he's in, um, I mean, yeah, they could cut off the crisis on Infinite Earth. He made it like a small cameo appearance in that, which at the time was awesome until all this came up. Uh, he also appeared in Peacemaker recently. So he's made appearances in other places as The Flash. I don't know what they're going to do um, because, geez, there's DC is not catching a break right now. They have gotten into themselves into such a bind and it's not their fault to this extent, but it's like, you got this situation going on. You had the, 
Josh Wheaton situation. You got the lack of continuity or consistency within a continuity going on. The fluidity of this of the DC universe, the DC films universe, I should say, it's just total crap right now. Uh, this is the part where everybody, every fan, everybody, even Jeff, Jeff Thorne, you know, who was on my show just recently, we all agreed like Greg Berlanti should have been the one to have a movie. Everything that he's done with the flash and arrow and, and legend of tomorrow, black lightning, all of that should have been, he should have got a bigger budget. He should have been the one to, and then now in all of this, now he has his own Superman. Greg Berlanti has his own Superman and the Arrowverse now, or they're calling it these. I don't know what, I forgot what they're calling it now, but Superman is officially in there now. And he has Supergirl. So they could have done all of this and gave him a bigger, but way bigger budget than they already gave him and made movies based on what was already established because Greg Berlanti was and his production company was smart enough to have given you know, to, to do what Marvel was already doing now. And he got us, he made a success from that formula. So it's going to be same, but like, uh, DC is just such in a bad place. There's no way at this point that they're ever going to be able to compete with what Marvel's doing. Cause Marvel is consistent. Marvel has been consistent for the past 11 going on 12 years and they're not stopping anytime. Miss Marvel is becoming a success right now. Moon Knight was really well done. Um, they're forming this new, whatever, this new chapter, this new phase now, and I'm going to segue right over to it. Marvel studios has been said that they're in, in the works of developing a new series based on wonder man, according to the Hollywood reporter that Disney plus is bringing Simon Williams into the small screen. The show is said to be bringing in director uh, Destin Daniel Cretton, who brought us uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, one of my favorites, and Andrew uh, Guest, who is a writer for Brooklyn Nine-Nine, one of my all-time favorite shows, which is a great combination there to help bring in this, uh, this character to life. For those who don't know, who don't read the comics, Simon Williams uh, in the comics is was notably known for his affiliation with the West Coast Avengers. He is also known to be a villain prior to that, uh, you know, where he joined the Masters of Evil, as well as his own group, the Revengers, to rival that of the Avengers. Simon Williams is also related to Eric Williams, who is the villain known as the Grim Reaper. So I, that's actually interesting. That's going deeper into the Avengers lore now. So and it's also saying like it really is looking like they could be forming a West Coast Avengers at some point. Um, we also got Ironheart that's coming out. We also got, you know, Rhodey, James Rhodes, uh, that is going to be Don Cheadle, who's going to be having his own show on Disney Plus as well. So if I, if I remember correctly, um, War Machine was also part of the West Coast Avengers. So I think, yeah, the Avengers may not be around anymore. They, they, I, they, said that technically the Avengers is not coming. That doesn't mean the West Coast Avengers can be forming. You know, uh, we'll see, because there's a lot of things that are starting. If they're bringing in Simon Williams, all that is left is Tigra. Technically, we saw her on Chip and Dale's <laughs> Rescue Rangers, but Tigra could possibly be in this mix as well. And if Tigra comes in and then we also have uh, 
you know, War Machine. We got um, Riri Williams, who wasn't originally part of the West Coast Avengers, but because this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you could easily bring her into that mix as well. And she could play the Iron Man of that, you know, situation. People forget that's how, you know, mid card level Iron Man was because Iron Man was, if I'm correct, a part of the West Coast Avengers as well. Whereas uh, the, the the original Avengers had their own thing too. And Iron Man went to the West Coast Avengers at some point. So like that was like the B League of Avengers and Iron Man was the leader of that team at the time. That's how much people don't remember how lesser than Iron Man was until Jon Favreau came out with the movie in, in, uh, 2000, in the 2000s, man. It's, I think 2007. Um, and, and then Robert Downey Jr. You're like portrayed um, Tony Stark. People really forget that. But like now he's like the pinnacle of Marvel. You know, he's right up there with Spider-Man. Like Iron Man was not in the level of Spider-Man at the time in his terms of popularity at the time. He was just not. But now it's a whole different thing. And last bit of news I want to mention in the spirit of Juneteenth. We got another situation, another controversy that has happened in uh, in the gaming industry. This is very much like the um, situation, you know, the Windjammer situation with Dotemu. But once again, you know, this was fixed very quickly. <clears throat> this was, yeah, this was kind of just, this is just as bad in a sense. So if you guys remember, I talked about the situation where Dotemu made a little bit of a minor mistake in terms of character design on one of their on one of the characters that just happened to be black, but they quickly made that change. And I thanked them for making that change after I reached out to them to do so. This situation has happened, but this time in the form of Juneteenth, it's like soon as Juneteenth became an official holiday, so many companies wanted to try to profit and benefit from the holiday and by doing so they go they went about it in the most politically incorrect way let's just say that um i'm sure everybody heard about the museum or school or it was the museum that tried to celebrate juneteenth by creating lunch packs that had watermelon in there and if you guys understand the history of watermelon and how racist that is to the black community that's not a good thing there was also an ice cream that was created i think by target or walmart that was geared for juneteenth and it was just badly badly inappropriate and then in the gaming world we're back with another situation halo infinite i see all you xbox fans out there halo infinite fixed an offensive juneteenth cosmetic problem uh, that 343 apologizes for. The studio known as 343 Industries changed an offensive cosmetic name released as part of Juneteenth in a, a Juneteenth event, followed by an apology to fans for what they call was a hurtful mistake. The nameplate, which was meant to be, which was meant to commemorate the honor and, and honor the holiday, was named Bonobo which is a species of great ape. So, okay, for those who don't know, there are three things that you don't do. 
you do not associate anything from African-American or African descent with watermelon, fried chicken, and any, any type of primate, any type of primate. Unbeknownst to them, they didn't realize what they did. And they quickly changed the name from Bonobo to freedom with that apology. This people is why more black representation is needed in the gaming world. I literally had this discussion with my wife just yesterday because I watched and you know, this is going to segue into our talk topic of the week, but I was watching the Buzz Lightyear or the Lightyear uh, 36 minute documentary on the making of or the evolution of the Buzz Lightyear uh, character and the popularity as well as slightly, you know, shortly the making of the new film. So they showed a lot about um, Pixar's history with the character in the, in the movie series. But they were what we were seeing was documented footage from 1989 when Pixar was born to now, which is like the latest was like 2019 or 2020 during COVID and everything. What I did not see, I'm not... Now, I'm not saying that Pixar did anything wrong in terms of, you know, their, their representation or anything, because, you know, I'll give them credit. They created Soul, you know, Buzz Lightyear had some big major representation here. They're doing really well in terms of representation. But when it comes to actually having or seeing black representation in terms of animators or directors or stuff like that, we're not seeing that yet. And I know Soul was really a great movie. And it was co-written and co-directed, I believe. You know, uh, it was co-written and co-directed in that sense. We need more. We don't just need a one at a time or one or the other or every once in a while type of, you know, one person at a time coming in to make their, to represent a, many. There are so many talented black artists out there of all kinds. We need that opportunity to show that we can do it. This is what I've been fighting for for the last six years and technically less uh, 10 years or 20 years to that mention. But this is what we've been fighting for. And if you have more of us in the industries like the gaming industry and such and all these developers who are trying to celebrate Juneteenth the right way, if you have one of us or a few of us in there, we can stop you and make you use critical thinking and give you a reason why not to make decisions like this, or at least reach out to people to make them understand what Juneteenth is about. Because for you to come out with a name Bonobo or even come out with a lunch pack that has watermelon in it, or even to try to profit making an ice cream out of it. And where's that money going, by the way? Okay, like you're profiting off of a, a a point in history that was meant to talk about emancipation for my people, for my ancestors, and you're trying to profit over it. And where is that money going? Can we not profit off of historical situations like this? This is just totally inappropriate in all aspects. It just shouldn't be. So to that, I say. Please, let's start really implementing 
us into these industries so we won't have these same situations anymore and we can truly show equality that we are claiming that we are trying to be so folks that will do it for what's new in the world of acmg we're going to take a break come back and i will review and give my review of lightyear pixar's latest and maybe greatest movie to date we'll do that right after this Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live. Hey, this is Brian Donovan, and you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Leave Hurricane! Do it. And now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Folks, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is my review of Lightyear, Pixar's latest film based on the iconic character known as Buzz Lightyear from Toy Stories. And when I first saw the trailer for this, I immediately just looked at this and like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna see this i don't care if this is a kids film or not this is a pixar film usually meant for all ages and i'm going to check this out and this was like a kind of a real fictitious quasi real world version of buzz in a case um from what disney has mentioned or pixar has said in their in that 36 uh minute special on disney plus they said that this was supposed to be meant for this was meant to be the movie that the kid Andy on Toy Stories was so excited about, which led to him buying the the actual or getting the Buzz Lightyear toy, which led to Toy Stories. This was what the fame of the toy was based upon. So it's weird that they're saying that this is just a movie based on the series, but rather not like this is the real Buzz Lightyear in some cases, but that's the way they that's the narrative they ran with it and i like okay but overall man like seriously i don't i won't get to overall yet but this was an amazing movie i got a chance to see it in 3d mind you i didn't even know 3d still exists like this was still a trend but it was and added to that i got the entire i got to see the movie by myself in a theater so it's kind of a private screening of my own in this empty theater and it was like the first movie that aired up uh, that played early in the morning uh, yesterday uh, at the Cinemark and uh, got a chance to check it out because I knew like once the afternoon hit, that's when all like families, kids or whatever are going to come in to see it. And, and later on in the day, it's just going to get packed. This is the beginning of the weekend. This is Father's Day weekend, too. So this is a definitely a Father's Day sh- uh, movie to see, depending on what father you are. <laughs> I will say this because. Disney went on and to double down on their decision to fight and stand with the LGBTQIA 
uh, community. And they did it in a big way. I mean, they, they heavy hammered <laughs> in here. So basically, the characters in the in the movie are represented in here from that from that from that community in a great way. And I lit up when I saw this because it was like, this is Disney sticking to their guns. And I appreciate that they're sticking to their guns like this. I can't speak for anybody in the LGBTQIA uh, community, but for me, this is a step. This was a great step on here. And I, I kind of wonder, you know, Chris Evans took over as the new, as a voice for this version of Lightyear. And I know a lot of people were upset and, you know, angry that he, that, that Tim Allen, who is the iconic original voice of it. I'm a big Tim Allen fan. I may not be a, you know, a fan of his politics, but I've always loved his comedy. I grew up watching Home Improvement. I, you know, Last Man Standing was really good too. His, he's a Trump supporter, but he didn't go blasting off on social media like everybody else did, like the Roseannes and all those other people did to that extent. Um, he kept his views subtle and he did so on the show, but like not to the point, I think after the insurrection and all the stuff, he kind of really went chill with the idea of really talking about Trump and what he did and didn't basically not even before, even before the insurrection, he kind of stopped really talking or, or supporting Trump on the show in a sense, or even com complimenting him on the show, because I think even he knew he like, that's just not cool. But I don't know to what end as to why, because the, the, the story of this plays a lot into the characters and some of the characters are LGBTQIA, if you will, um, or LGBTQ for those who just can't go farther than the other letters or, or LGBTQ plus. Uh, it, it's, you know, it, it is basically a really home hitting deal. And I love that they supported that. Um, basic, the, the story of this is that Buzz Lightyear and the Star Command and the Space Rangers of Star Command ended up on a planner where something happened that Lightyear ended up getting everybody marooned in that planet. And his mission at that point was to try to get them off the planet. And to do so, he had to do some test piloting. They had to build a, a space station from scratch. They had from using the resources of the planet. They also had to build a whole new ship and a ship that can travel in light speed. And if he could travel in light speed, then they could possibly find a way to get out back home somehow. And unfortunately, what happens when Buzz would travel in light speed or in the speed of light is that he would travel so fast that in four minutes of his time would transition or, you know, transition to four years of everybody else's time. He would stay young where all of his crew members and best friends or whatever like that and family would grow old within time. And he kept testing it until he can possibly find a way to get everybody out. While he was doing this, the world around him was continuing to live while he was trying to find a way. Even his crew members and everything continued to live 
their lives. They created families. They created societies. It was like, at this point, I'm looking at the film and I'm like, why don't they just create a whole new civilization? Because that's exactly what's been going on every single time. Like he left and Alicia Harth, um, Harthorn, who was played by Uzo, um, Aduba from Orange is the New Black loved her in this movie. I loved uh, Alicia Harthorn, but they were best. Her and Lightyear were best friends, but they were talking about completing the mission to make sure they got out of there. But while he was completing the mission, she got married to a to a woman. By the, mind you, she got married to a woman. They raised a kid together. They the kid grew up. The kid graduated. The kid got his, he became, uh, had his own family all at the same time. Every time Buzz came back, he was still only like the same, he was the same age. He was just a few minutes older compared to their lifespan. And it got so to the point that Alicia ended up dying. But before she died, she basically left him a message saying, you know, unfortunately would not be with you, but in her place, she created a robotic cat named Socks. Can I say that Socks was partially the best thing about this movie? Every time Socks came on, I lit up. Peter Son, who played the voice of Socks, was awesome. This may be the cutest mascot character ever in Disney and Pixar history. It's a robotic cat, but it's made to look just to be the cutest thing you've ever seen. And then his voice on top of that really adds on to the cuteness. And it is so awesome. He technically is Buzz's R2-D2 in a case. He could do some extra things. He can, you know, conjure up torches from his mouth, like as if he's coughing up a hairball. His tail can connect into the mainframe of things and he can hack into things. It Socks is awesome. Socks is absolutely awesome. Cause I'm a cat person too. So it's like, I'm a cat and a dog owner myself, but like I grew up with cats period. So this really got me <laughs> socks was just every time he came on the screen, I, I just, I smiled socks was a, is in my opinion, he's my all time favorite mascot character in, in the world of Disney and Pixar. So that was a situation with that. We also had Kiki Palmer who played Izzy Hawthorne, who was the granddaughter or daughter no it was a granddaughter of um of alicia and here and she winded up working with buzz but she wasn't nearly as trained to be a space ranger as alicia was in here as well we also had uh isaiah Wood, um whitelock in here Jun isaiah whitelock jr who you guys may have seen in a lot of different shows and movies most Notably, the Five Bloods, which was Spike Lee's um, recent film, his his last film, which had the late great Chadwick Boseman on there, and he got a lot of praise for being on that film. He was Commander Burnside in here, who took over for Alicia Hawthorne's um, command at this point, and his beliefs and his ways was far different from Alicia's, and they decided to cut the whole entire you know mission period because. It, they just decided like, look, we're going to just live in society. We're going to do things here. There's no point. This mission is a bust. And they were going to commandeer socks and deactivate them. And Buzz was not having it. 
<laughs> so he uh, he he went and did Civil War style and escaped <laughs> with socks, and somehow ended up finding uh, Izzy as well as a the whole team of um, crew misfits that he ended up with. Uh, Take Watiti, the director of the Thor move, Thor Ragnarok and upcoming Thor Love and uh, Thunder, is in here as Mo Morrison. He was hilarious. He was every bit. If you watched anything that this man has been in, you know he's full of comedy. Um, another Orange Just to Do Black actor was in here. Dale Souls was in here as Darby Steele, who was apparently who uh, committed a felon or whatnot. And so she was constantly on a run here too. So this was his band of misfits. They were untrained operatives that were just surviving on the skin of their teeth. And luckily buzz was there the whole time. Now buzz problem was that he basically wanted to do everything on his own. He felt he was the only one that can do it. And he had to learn and he had to work together, which is something that, you know, and something adults can learn in this day and age as well is that we can't do everything alone. We got to work together in some form or fashion. And they did eventually to that. And of course, if you got Buzz Lightyear, you can't go far without seeing Zorg in here. Zorg, who's been in virtually everything that involves Buzz Lightyear, every Toy Story, even the Buzz Lightyear TV series and movie, he's been there. This version of Zorg, however, is none other than Thanos himself, James Brolin who it took uh who is the latest version of him and what was so great about this is that in this version of zorg we come to learn that it is none other than the future version of chris evans spoiler alert people i should have already put this out but if you, hopefully you've seen this already but nonetheless it was really awesome to see this series from start to finish and then on 3d it was pretty it looked pretty good too i, I will say that every time i watch 3d a movie in 3d it always seems like that the trailers on 3d are way better than the actual movies in 3d i don't know why that is like avatar was um they showed the uh 3d trailer to avatar in there and it was like wow this is beautiful and then watching buzz it was good but it didn't like really stand out and stick out like it would would like it did with the trailer versions of things i don't know but either way 3D or not, it is still a great um, movie to see. I can't wait when this comes to Disney Plus, because uh, if you're not going to the theaters to see it, you should. I mean, this is a great family film, good for all ages, and I enjoyed every minute of it. It was just great. Uh, Bill Hader was in here too, as well as um, what is he feathering uh, Ham Hampston, if if I remember correctly. So. I, you know, this was an absolutely great, the animation was just so next level. And if you watch Toy Stories, even, even the recent ones, Toy Stories 4, and you watch this, and also I, I definitely say watch the behind the scenes of, or that, that special, that Buzz Lightyear special that's in Disney Plus right now, cause it is, it is really well done. It was really good. And they did pay really great uh, homage and honor to Tim Allen, cause he, Without his contribution to this character, I don't think Buzz Lightyear would be as memorable or as iconic as like Tim Allen's performance as the character played a major factor in this. So, and even Chris Evans at the end of the of the of the special, even when he did the the Infinity uh, and Beyond line, and he even laughed about it. He was like, nobody can replace uh, Tim Allen on this. 
<laughs> so this was awesome. Uh, I, I again, Chris Evans, I thought did a great job. Uh, he, he, I thought if anybody's going to replace Tim Allen for this, it's, um, going to be him. But again, I mentioned about that earlier is, you know, why the possibility of why they replace or decided to go differently. Like these things happen. Um, if you guys go into our talktimelive.com website and you look up all of the interviews that I did with, uh, certain celebrities or whatnot, one of them was TC Carson the voice of Kratos and the original voice of Kratos, I might add. And he was replaced for the recent actor that was portraying, that's portraying him now. And people were upset about that too. Um, and, and, and wondering why he wasn't replaced or why he was, um, replaced like Christopher judge is the now recent, uh, voice of the older version. I mean, so Disney kind of went along and did the same exact thing here with um, with Buzz Lightyear as they did with with uh, as, as Sony did with uh, with God of War. They they replaced TC Carson's, uh, which when we talked to him on the show, like, and again, that that, that interview is available on TalkTimeLive.com. If you go into the podcast page. Go into the search engine, type in TTL exclusive. You'll get that. Or you could type in TC Carson. It'll pop up. But the voice, uh, the original voice of Kratos was on, was one of our earlier guests on the show. And we asked about that. We talked about it because it was right around the time when the new God of War was coming. And Christopher Judge was announced to be the voice of that. And we were wondering, like, what the hell? Why would they do that? And unfortunately, he doesn't even know why that happened either. At least he didn't tell us why it happened. But nonetheless, we got Christopher Judge to play this older version. Now we got Chris Evans. Like all the Chris's are just taking over other people's stuff. <laughs> so now we got Chris Evans taking over for the role of Buzz Lightyear. But upon looking at the actual movie and the storylines and the character development of the stories, especially with the role, the the uh, part of Alicia Harthorn, I don't know if the story itself may have been the reason why they decided not to go with him. I, I mean, I, I look, Tim Allen is a Republican. He has been known to be a supporter of Trump. I don't know if he is now. Things could have changed because not everybody that was supporting Trump before is necessarily supporting Trump now. You know, things have changed, especially after January 6th. So I don't know if necessarily he is still on board, but a lot of conservatives tend to not like the idea of promoting the LGBTQ plus community in any facet, especially kids programming and content. I don't know if that would be a reason why he decided not to go there, but I, you know, if you're going to pick somebody that will be able to take over the helm of Buzz Lightyear, you couldn't have found a better choice than Chris Evans. First of all, he's Captain Freaking America. The first Captain America, I should say. Uh, should we really say the first Captain America? I mean, Isaiah was kind of the first one, but uh, either way, or second, maybe the second one. No, he was the, no, Steve Rogers was the first. I'm, I'm tripping. But um, nonetheless, I digress. He is, he is a Captain America, first of all, both on and off screen. And first of all, side note, his knowledge of R&B and hip hop is dope. 
like I've seen and heard him on interviews. This dude is listening to like Missy Elliott and Silk Sonic and, and like he's he's he knows his stuff. <laughs> this dude is he he I'm very surprised at his fandom for for the uh the black arts, if you will. <laughs> but nonetheless, man, he he is totally in support of uh of uh, you know, he's totally liberated. He's, you know, expressed his views and opinions on stuff like this before he's defended you know many different people of all types and kinds and gender and genders and orientations and whatnot so i doubt we would have any trouble with chris evans doing this and he did great here so kudos to the whole entire cast like look you need a holiday movie if you're not fair if you're not fearful of change this is a great movie I love this. And guess what? It looks like based on the end credit scene, we're maybe we may be getting another one coming soon. So uh, go anyway, check it out. I'm sure it's going to be a Disney Plus in within a month, just like another movie that is coming to Disney Plus just next week on the 22nd Wednesday. That is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is going to be on Disney Plus next Wednesday. This movie will also probably be uh, on air down the line probably a month from now or so so really go out of your way and check this out great family movie awesome buzz lightyear this new buzz lightyear i'm all for it and in fact i will tell you this this is so good to me that this is now in my top five pixar movies of all time so we got lightyear we got incredibles one and two and wreck it ralph i believe actually can i put wreck it ralph two on air that's debatable that fifth one is going to be that fifth one is going to be a, a trip but i think wreck it ralph 2 may be in there but maybe even one of the toy stories may be the fifth one but lightyear absolutely just based on the next level animation that they added to this and the work that they put in the uh cast the storytelling it was just so well done it's you expect nothing less from this company uh in the studio so Great for me, A plus, guaranteed. Go out of your way, check it out, and enjoy. Folks, that will do it for this edition of Talk Time Live. I hope you guys enjoyed it, as well as my next guest coming this week. Uh, probably more, more than likely Tuesday. I am going to have, well, first of all, I will say this. If you enjoy Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Fredder's Revenge, then you will enjoy my next guest coming up. He is the narrative director and script writer for the series of games that we have played under tribute games. Um, he is the script writer for Teenage Mutant Ninja, Turtle, uh, Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, and his name is Yannick Bezel, and he will be on to talk about his work, his contributions into the game, and a little bit more of what went on behind the scenes with the development of such a fun, awesome nostalgic throwback of a game if you haven't checked out teenage mutant ninja turtle shredders revenge i guarantee you this game is going to get nominated if not win an award or two coming down the line when uh awards start to come in or year-end awards starts to come in it is stupid awesome so go out of your way check it out and check out my review that i just uh talked about in this last week's uh select start but this week, yeah, uh, Yannick uh, uh, Bazell will be coming in and um, I'm going to have a great time talking with him and an honor talking to him because this guy has gotten to do 
a game that a lot of people probably have dreamed of doing. Like just the, the, the just the popularity of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is awesome. But to be able to do a new version of an old classic, there's got to be a lot of pressure and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to talk about talking to him about that. Stay tuned for that as well as our review of Mario Strikers, which is supposed to be last week, but that was put to the side. Mario Strikers will be reviewed this week as well. Uh, next week, I don't know what I'm going to be talking about. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more news coming out next week, and we still got other things coming. We probably will be talking about the three shows again and whatnot. We'll see. We'll see what's happening, but stay tuned for another show to, uh, next week and uh, much more so. Folks, if you like this episode and all of our episodes, you can check it out on talktimelive.com. All of our audio episodes and interviews are there on the podcast page. You can check out our video exclusive interviews. The one I did recently with Jeffrey Thorne, the writer, showrunner, producer, and current writer of Milestone Media's uh, Blood Syndicate. I had him on the show to talk about that. I'll have him back on the show again to talk about uh the fur the future episode issues i should say and more that's all there you can check out my blog page i got some unboxing you know reviews and blogs i got some other content on there that you might like and there as well and if you want to subscribe and download and never miss a beat you could do so on spotify iHeartRadio, apple podcast google podcast stitcher Podbean, tune in audible pocket cast pandora and shout out to all my people in tumblr over there so Folks, that will do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Zayra Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Happy Juneteenth and happy Father's Day to you all. Take care. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.